You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. When I strip away my past, you know, what my parents said about me, what my teacher said about me, who the world tells me who I should be and social media tells me that this is what success looks like and this is what a man looks like. When I break all of that stuff off, who am I? Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. All right, well, welcome to Momentum. It is the first one for 2023, Dez. How exciting is it to be back? It's so good, hey? I love it. I love doing this. And, and I hope you had a good Christmas. Me personally or yeah. everybody listening? Or everybody. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, we do. Actually, we hope you had a really awesome Christmas and you've had a great start to 2023. Uh, we get a really good feel about this year. I mean, partly for what we're doing here at Momentum Days, but just generically, I think there's a, a good feel around what's happening around uh, the guys in Australia. No, no, I think so too. And, you know, it's, what's amazing, Tim, is that this is our third year for Momentum. And I, I just so in, enjoy what we do. And being a blessing to men is just fantastic. It's such a great blessing. Massive thank you once again quickly to the radio stations that take this show all around Australia. And, of course, to you guys for listening faithfully, hopefully every week, uh, and tuning into the uh, the podcast as well. We really, really appreciate all of that. MomentumAustralia.org is the website, by the way, if you want to find out a bit more about who we are, why we're here, what we hope to do, et cetera, et cetera, uh, check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. And, of course, uh, you can have a look at uh, some of the other material we've got on there too, and uh, just uh, help yourself and avail yourself on the journey as we know we're all trying to do life better. Hey, Dave. That's right. And don't forget Momentum Care Line, which is 1-800-000-MEN or 1-800-000-636. You can reach out and get help seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., 1-800-000-MEN. Yeah, that's an awesome feature that we've got. And we love that we've got that for you coming into 2023. Avail yourself of that. And Des, you know, as we settle into a brand new year, um, I've been reminded of something that I heard a few years back. And this is setting the scene for the show um, that we're about to launch into. So the first one, we've got the formalities out of the way. Now we're going to get down to the serious business because you know what? It is a new year. But a new year doesn't mean too much unless you do something. So let me let me get into this. So this is a saying that I heard a few years back. If a new year doesn't come with a new you, then the new year will be last year on repeat. Essentially, if we don't change, what we're going to do is just recycle some of our experiences. So how do we start to implement long-term and lasting change in our lives this coming year? It's a really good question. And, you know, one of the things, Tim, uh, that we need to do is to sit down and take an inventory of our lives. To, to be really honest with who we are, where we're at, asking really open, honest questions is a chance for us to make the most uh, of our lives. And we really need to be honest with ourselves. And, and most of us would admit that we can do better in all areas of our life. It's true, Des. You know, um, you know, as you said, you know, it's going to require us to be honest, to have a good look at ourselves and our lives. And to be brutally honest about who we are and where we're at. And I, I heard someone say recently, Days, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. How good is that? If it doesn't challenge you, it's not going to change you. So are you ready to be lovingly challenged over the next 25 minutes or so in preparation for this new year? Um, as we were prepping for this, Days, I was reminded of a scripture and it's 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. And it's for those men around the country listening right now who have a faith particularly, but the things that we're going to talk about not don't necessarily require a faith. So if you're not a faith, just stay tuned. But this is something from the Bible that I thought was really interesting. It says, examine yourselves and see whether you're in the faith. All right. 
And I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty confronting scripture, let's be honest. And it's so important. It's so important that we know where we stand you know, in, in our God world. Right. You know, whether you believe in God or not, God exists. And so it's really important that we know what our standing is. It's, it's so critical. So if you have a faith, examine yourselves and see whether you're in the faith. Guys, if you're listening right now and you don't have a faith, that's cool. We've got five things we're going to explore this week. These are key areas that you can use as a bit of a guide, I suppose, as a litmus test, as a starting point to go, this is where I'm at right now. Um, if I get really honest with myself, is this where I want to be this year? And are there things that I know I can really pull my socks up in this year and improve not only myself, but my life in general? So the five key areas real quickly we're going to look at the backstory. Is that impacting you now? Identity, do you know who you are? Idols, as in things that might have your heart or your attention more than you would like. Um, your calling, do you know why you're here? And there's something we've talked about before, legacy, yeah. which is something that we tend not to talk about, but we want to talk about legacy because who you, who you are remembered as is really important. And we don't often think about that until it's too late. Yeah. And all, all these five are absolutely key to how we do life. It affects our relationships. It affects our confidence in ourselves. It affects our relationship with God. It affects what we do. You know, are we focused mm. on work? Are we focused on spiritual things? Are we uh, focused on God's calling on our lives? Uh, and all those things are so important leading to what do we leave behind? Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's delve into it, Des. Let's get into this. Um, number one is the backstory. And, you know, for, for me, this was important. And I'll just quickly give my backstory because it, it, it was, uh, I think I was about 38 years old and uh, my life went sideways for the first time. And I realized in that moment that I actually hadn't dealt with the backstory. And the backstory for me was a lot of rejection from mom. And I'd taken that really personally. I had a, a lot of unresolved anger didn't like myself very much. And that was affecting the relationships around me. And it was only when I started doing some work after my first marriage fell apart that I realized that I hadn't dealt with a lot of stuff, that even though it was in the past, it was still very present in my life. So the first question for guys listening, Des, is have they ever delved? Have you ever delved into your backstory? That's a really good question. And you know, I, I look back at my life and I had a very different upbringing than you did, Tim, but you mm. know, I had great parents and loving parents, but you know, one little phrase in your life can change everything. Right. And the one little phrase in my life that I was told repeatedly by my mom and dad was, in fact, I felt it because I was so different from my siblings mm. was I felt I was adopted. Oh, interesting. I truly, I truly believed I was adopted. And all my, you know, my formidable years, because, you know, <laughs> simple things like somebody come into the house and say to my sister, oh, you're very, you look very like your dad. Mm. And they say to my eldest next brother from me, you know, you look very like your mom. And my youngest brother, they say, oh, you're very like your, your dad. And they look <laughs> at me and say, you're like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> But did your parents actually say to you that you were, did they joke with you and say that, oh, they, you must be adopted? Yeah. Like, were they joking when they said that? Yeah, of course they were. But, you know, a little for a little fellow who's maybe nine or ten, sure. I, I took it to heart. And, 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 I, and I never actually raised it. I kept it as part of my backstory, and that's what we're talking about, until I was actually coming to Australia from Ireland. And I sat down with my mum and dad, and I said, you know, all my life, 
I have, but I was I was 27. Right. And I said, all my life, I believed I was adopted. And, wow. and my mum said, if you knew what I went through giving birth to you, you would know <laughs> you're not adopted. <laughs> but isn't it interesting? But look, all I mean, we laugh at that, and it is a funny story, but you thought that there was truth in that. Yeah. For almost 20 years, you thought there was truth in yeah, that. And absolutely. that then affected not only how you related to your parents, but what you thought about yourself. Yeah, right? totally. And this is the thing. This is the thing. You know, so we're big on, I'm big on um, Psalm 139. We'll get into this in a moment when it talks to identity. But, you know, who who is it that you've been called to be? Yeah. And, you know, often we can inherit things generationally from our family, right? Yes. So let's be honest. Each of our families has ways of doing things. And we don't ever question that when we're a kid because it's mom and dad and we respect what they're bringing to our lives. And we, we kind of go, well, this is the way that this family operates. Yeah. And yet at some stage we've got a choice to make, particularly when we get as adults and generally when we get married and have our own families to go, is this the way that I still want to do that? Yes. Was that actually healthy or was I just repeating something because it was what the family did, even though actually it was really dysfunctional and unhealthy and for a lot of us, until we stop, you know, until we stop and think about that stuff, days, we'll generally just these family traditions or the generational traits that we inherit just naturally as people. Oh, well, that's the way I am. My mom was exactly the same. I'm like, okay, but you're not your mom and I'm not my dad. You know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean. And you're right. It goes deeper than that, doesn't it, Tim? I mean, it goes to things that, you know, the, that are generational in terms of all sorts of cults or whatever it happens to be like for example you know yeah. the, the freemasonry is huge and right. so you know kids are drawn into freemasonry uh because their fathers or their grandfathers or great-grandfathers or generations were in the freemasons and mm. you know and in, in the case of northern ireland obviously there was the orange order which was a a Protestant sort of secret closed organizations similar in many ways to the freemasons but there's mm. lots of things like shame and pride and that that are drawn into our backstory yeah 100 percent, absolutely so a couple of questions then that we can stop and think about um when we when we ask ourselves about the backstory you know a have i ever really stopped and thought about my upbringing were there mm. key moments in my upbringing that might have shaped me were the there were things that were good or bad that have happened along the way. I mean, some of us have had accidents. We've had things happen in our family that really shaped the dynamic of the family. Um, were there key moments that for me personally, that even maybe my parents didn't know about that might've happened for me at school yeah. on the schoolyard. I was teased, you know, maybe I had a horrific time at school, but I never told my parents and I've carried that for a long time. You know, I suppose essentially the big question does is, is any area of my past, regardless of how old I am, still affecting my present? Yeah. Because if it is, it needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think it means to deal with it? What, what do you think that actually means? How do we deal with that stuff? I think it depends on what it is, Des. I, I think if there's something that you can see, well, for me, okay, let, let's use me as an example with my mum, for example. So the rejection that I felt from my mum, I carried that into every relationship that I had. So I kept people at arm's length because I didn't want to get rejected. And even, even after I'd started doing the work with a counselor of going back into the backstory and dealing with where that was coming from and why, um, I'll give you an example. Like, I think it was like three, three or four years ago. So I was on the journey at this stage 
But I remember going into one of the supermarkets, right? And this is when they just bought out their own bags that you could buy. <laughs> so they'd scrap the plastic bags and you had to buy one of their own bags. And I didn't know the process. So I start loading this bag up and um, this lady comes to me and she was an older lady and she starts going, no, 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 you can't do that. You, did you scan the bag? Did you scan that? And I said, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. Da, da, da. And so she was, oh, you know, you've got to scan the bag. Da, da, da. And I, I was a little agitated, but I held it together. And then I went, oh, okay. And then I walked out afterwards and I went, okay, why did I respond that way to her? Now, part of it was that I just didn't know the process. I felt a bit silly. Yeah. But part of it was that in that moment, I felt like she was my mother telling me off. Wow. Wow. And, and, you know, all of us will have things like that, you know, little small incidents where it really does affect us and we need to deal with those issues, as you rightly said. So dealing, dealing days, I think the first thing is to sit and go, get aware, right? Mm. Get aware of what's happening for me in moments. When I look at how I respond and how I react, are there, are there things that seem to crop up in a regular basis in my life or ways that I respond, whether it be in certain situations or to certain people specifically. And if that's recurring yeah. and it's not necessarily a healthy response or a reaction, <laughs> then why is that? Right. Because generally if it's an overreaction, it's being triggered from something that's unresolved. No, it's absolutely right. And yeah, we encourage men, um, anybody who's listening in fact, but men in particular, because that's our focus, hmm. you know, to really self-examine, just sit down for an hour, an hour and a half, just sit down and think about the levers, all the things that are your, is impacting you in your world. Yes. And you'd be surprised at the number of things in your childhood. And if you're honest with yourself, the number of things that you will discover that you need to talk about or to, or deal with uh, in your own world. And that's the whole key to the backstory. Can I just say as a disclaimer, when you start doing this, there's probably going to be so much stuff comes up, honestly, <laughs> yeah. that it can be overwhelming, right? And yeah. you can go, I'm an absolute basket case, right? Because I, I have been there. When I started unpacking the scab at 38, uh, it was overwhelming for me. And But it's just about taking it one thing at a time, one moment at a time, one day at a time, and just acknowledging certain things in your life and going, okay, I've got an awareness piece now. This is not going to get fixed overnight. Yeah. And for me, it was 38 years of programming that I needed to undo and then start reprogramming. That is not going to happen in 24 hours. No, no, right? exactly but, right. But it's it's the awareness piece to go, okay, when I respond like that, what's happening for me? And can I change that the next time that happens? And I just want to leave it as we go to a break. can't believe we've spent almost 15 minutes on this, but this is awesome because I think this is important. Um, one of the things that a good friend of mine says is what we don't repair, we yeah. repeat. Yeah. What we don't repair, we repeat. In other words, whatever's happened in our family line that's happened either around us or to us, if we don't repair that at some stage, we are going to repeat that either in our own lives or then as parents, if we have kids, we'll just do the same thing and the kids will be the generational effect of then what we don't repair. That is so, so true. It just gets passed down. It's so true. But the other word of encouragement for guys is you're not the only one who's got a backstory. We all have a backstory. We all have <laughs> issues and we all have long lists that we need to deal with. So so please, if you write down a whole list and that frightens you, just mm. please understand you're the same as everybody else. We all have them. Some are different, but that we all have them. 
Yeah. It's the first show of the year. We're, we're going really deep already, which is awesome. We've just talked about the backstory as we step into five keys to starting the year well. We're going to take a short break and come back and look at number two, which is identity. In the meantime, i uh, love you to check out the uh, the website, the MomentumAustralia.org website. Uh, have a look around the website, get familiar with who we are and whatnot. And of course, if you would love to consider financially supporting us as a ministry, we are not for profit, uh, but we uh, do now have tax benefits, Des, is that correct? Yes, that's right. And also, you can donate by credit card, which is fantastic. Okay. Uh, it's something we've just introduced via our website. So rather than having to take the BSB and bank account and do a, a transfer, yep. you actually can just pay by credit card. It makes it so much easier. Okay. Five keys to starting the year. Well, we're going to come back with number two identity in just a moment. In the meantime, do check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. This is Momentum a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Welcome back to Momentum. Thanks for hanging around. It is Tim and Dave's back with you, and it is the first show for 2023. We're so excited to be back. It's just awesome. We love being in this space, and we're so grateful for you for tuning in as well. Hopefully you had a quick look around the website, MomentumAustralia.org, throughout the uh, the break. And uh, look, we're starting off the year uh, Des and I have jokingly said in the break, it's probably going to be two shows, to be honest, because there's so much to look at, but five keys to starting the year well, days, And there's a lot in this, isn't there? Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah, it's great. And, you know, a big thanks to the radio stations. You know, they they have put their trust in us and our show and uh, and put us to air to so all you guys can tune in and listen and glean something from it. And that's just, that's just fantastic. It's, it's great to have that. One of the key things in momentum that we talk about is is getting connected uh, with other guys, but also getting honest and vulnerable about who you are and where you're at. And that, let's be honest, for a lot of us, that that take that's a journey, um, and we need safe, trusted spaces before we step into that space as men, because we don't step into that space easily. And we just want to acknowledge that, right? That, that some of you listening right now, you're on the journey. Um, you, you've realized that you know there's real benefit in opening up about your life. Now, some of you might still feel a bit hesitant about that, and that's totally understandable. Um, but I, I preface that by saying because where we're going with the five steps to starting the year well, it does require, whether it's with somebody else or certainly with yourself, a degree of honesty and vulnerability days. Totally. There's no point otherwise. Yeah. Unless you can be honest with yourself, you're not going to be honest with anybody else. Yeah. And so that's absolutely key that we are prepared to open the doors of us Yes. Um, and, and you're much better that you have somebody you can confide in, somebody you trust, mm. somebody who you've got a relationship with, another bloke, um, and get alongside them and say, hey, can I just open my heart to you? I just want to talk about where I am. And, you know, and please feel free to sew into my world. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to the beginning of the show. And this was a, a quote that I heard from Pastor Mark Varghese at Kingdom City Church. And this was back in 2012. And he said, if a new year doesn't come with a new you, then the new year will be last year on repeat. And so, great, we've got 2023. Everyone comes into the year. It's a new year, new expectations. But the truth is, unless we do some inner work with ourselves, sit and look at ourselves and go, hey, I'm, you know, I could pull my socks up in these areas and actually then do some work about that. Some of what we're going to do in 2023 is just the same old habits, the same old repetitions, because we need to actually do some work on ourselves. So the five key things we're looking at over the next couple of shows we looked at the backstory in the first part of the show, the stuff in the backstory that perhaps is undealt with. Some of your upbringing, 
some of how your parents treated you, you know, how life treated you, certain things that may have happened to you as a kid that might still be affecting who you are today. That's the first part. The second part we want to talk about nowadays, I love this because I'm I'm big on this, right? Identity. Who am I? Yes. Who am I? What makes me who I am today? Right. When I strip away my past, you know, what my parents said about me, what my teacher said about me, what my friends at school said about me and perhaps riddled me in the schoolyard with, what my work colleagues may say about me, who the world tells me who I should be and social media tells me that this is what success looks like and this is what a man looks like. When I break all of that stuff off, who am I? Yeah, that's true. and it's it's fundamental, right? And let me give you an example. Mm. Whenever I left the corporate world, and I was very successful in the corporate world, mm. but when I left the corporate world, uh, I'll give you I'll give you a real example. I could have been out to dinner every night of the week with suppliers. I I would mm. be invited to the cricket. I'd be invited to all those things, and so it it made me feel good. It really became part of my identity. Mm. The moment. I left the corporate world. I didn't get one phone call, not one invite to dinner uh, or, or anything else. And and that was devastating for me Yes, because my identity was in what I did. It wasn't on who I was. But essentially that, that told you that they were only interested in you in that moment because of who you were Correct. to them, not because of who you actually are. Yes, it was all about the role I played. And you're, and, and you're right. If you take away our wives and our kids and our job and our house and our bank account and our investments, mm. who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Are, 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 what is your value? Where's your value based? See, often as men, and we've, we've talked about this before, and this is well, well kind of documented, but often as men, we do find identity and our, and our self-worth in what we do. Yeah. And, you know, guys listening, when you ever go to a men's group or you've been to, they go, hey, who are you? And what do you do for a living? I mean, that's what we do, right? Yeah. Um, but if our identity is in anything external, as in a job, yeah. you know, I'm I'm a husband and a, I have kids and whatever, and that's fine. But if it's anything external outside of that and it's it's subject to change, then we're on slippery ground. Yes, exactly right. And and it can be something very close. I mean, how many people during the year have lost their partners or lost, you know, in tr- tragic circumstances? Yeah. But if their identity was in that person, what, did the, what, what is their identity now? I'm going to bring in another scripture today, Psalm 139, verse 13 and 16. And um, it says, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Uh, verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So the Bible talks about this fact that we're, we're known yeah. before we even are. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that blows my mind. Yeah. And, and I'm sure if you're a person of faith, it's probably blown your mind at some stage. And, and if you're not a person of faith, it probably won't make any sense whatsoever. And I get that. But the truth is, our encouragement to you is, when you were being created, right, there was an expectation, rightly or wrongly, from your parents and from life about yes. who, you know, this, I mean, when we when a little baby comes out and Des and I now have grandkids, it's like, we don't put parameters and, and negative things on this. We encourage them to be all that they want to be. Yes. Yes. Right. It's like, oh, there's so much potential in this little child. And yet, for some reason, along the way, sometimes that can get forgotten about, snuffed out, you know, the world comes in and tells us, no, you can't do that. You've got to do this and, you know, whatever. And da, da, da. Yeah. Um, 
and, and, and I don't know, I'm really passionate about guys, particularly stepping up and going like, when I break off all of those things that I've believed about myself, rightly or wrongly over the years, who is it that I'm actually meant to be? Because when I find that person, then I, I'm my truest version of myself. That's absolutely right. And I was just going to say a very similar thing in that God gives us an identity before we even existed. Mm. Because he knew who we were going to be. Right. And he created that identity. And all of a sudden we we are born and we come into the world. And then that identity is sort of set in the background and we create a new identity based on things around us, our backstory, mm. or you know, who we think we are, uh, and our identity. But that that identity is still there. Yes. Yeah, you know, and that's what we would need to find, and that is fine, yeah. as we know. In, in our relationship with Christ. Yeah. So a couple of other questions. We're going to come back and explore the other bits in the next week. But um, do I understand my identity and authority as a believer, but also as a man, mm. right? So if you're a man and you're married and you're a Christian, then you understand you have a spiritual authority in your house. And most importantly, do I understand that? But am I applying it appropriately? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, and it's very important that we get that right because it doesn't mean you're the boss. Yes. And it doesn't mean that you can, you know, tell your wife what to do or your partner what to do. Right. But what it means is that you, in a loving, caring, thoughtful relationship way, you, you have a responsibility. Yes. It's a responsibility rather than, uh, rather than anything else, you know, to your family and your kids. Yes. A hundred percent. And can I paraphrase it in a simple way and put it this way? Are you fighting for your family or with your family? Yes, good. Right? Because a lot of us as men, when we don't understand that properly and, and the, the, you know, the roles aren't uh, clearly identified with our, our husband and wife, uh, sometimes we can jostle for that position and we can fight with our family instead of for our family. And also alongside that is, in terms of our identity, is what are you speaking over yourself Mm. What do you tell yourself when you wake up in the morning? You know, is it is it a positive message? Is it is it, am I saying things that are truth, mm. or am I sort of making a a make believe world for the want of a better word? Right. Well, well, even on the flip side of that, days and and a lot of it, and this is something I've had to really deal with. What do I say to myself in my head? Yeah. Because a lot of us are really good at beating ourselves up in our head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and we will talk to ourselves really poorly. And I've heard someone say, if, if we talked to other people the way we talk to ourselves in our head, we wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. And, I like that. Yeah. And, and we joke about that, but it's true. Some of us, like our default position is when we make a mistake or whatever, oh, you idiot, you, and we go in this thing and we beat ourselves up in our heads. So what are we saying to ourselves? What do we say about ourselves? And just quickly, and this will set us up for next week, guys, what are we reading? What are we listening and what are we watching? What are we ingesting through our eyes, our ears? Yeah. What are we hearing and what are we seeing? Because all of this stuff that we take in and we are bombarded every single day. Yeah. What are we actually allowing ourselves to read, to listen and to believe, which is forming who we think about ourselves? It's interesting, you know, just briefly, one of the things that I was told and, and sort of took on board when I first became a Christian 11 years ago was, you know, I, I have the Holy Spirit in me. And so the Holy Spirit sees what I see, hears what I hear, and hears what I say. And if we keep that in mind, it sort of has an impact on how we do life. Yeah. You are not alone. <laughs>
<laughs> Even when you're alone, you're not yeah, alone. Yeah, that's right. That's it's right. true. It's Amen. so true. It's great, yeah. Fantastic. Hey, there's been a lot in this show already. Um, hopefully you've got some stuff out of that and it hasn't overwhelmed you as we as we launched into the first show of the year. Five keys to starting the year. Well, we've touched on the first two, the backstory and identity. And, you know, when we talk to, about the things that we're reading, listening and watching, what we're watching is important. And that's probably going to kick off next week's show, giving you a quick heads up, which is number three, which is idols and some of the things that might have crept in that we're watching and you can read into that. We'll get into that next week. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to point you to the website, MomentumAustralia.org. Uh, check out the website, have a look around. And of course, the Momentum Care Line days. If people need a chat this week, uh, the Care Line number is? 1-800-000-MEN, which is 1-800-000-636. Remember, you don't need to do life in isolation. There is somebody that you can talk to in confidence on the Momentum Care Line, 1-800-000-636. Well, that's it for this week's show. We're going to come back and look at the last three keys to starting the year well next week. Look forward to your company then. Until then, you take care. God bless. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.